everybody and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast solely focused on the theme We Can, We Will. Whether this coronavirus storm as business owners that is. If we haven't met yet, hello, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did and if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you so much as always for tuning in each day. Before I introduce today's guest, I'm so, so pleased to say that this bonus We Can, We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business account that I've used and loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018 and finally sorted myself out with a proper company current account. If you haven't come across Tide yet, it's a business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers, which makes managing your business's finances a whole lot more simple than I'd envisioned when I first launched She Can, She Did. It didn't come as a surprise to me, therefore, when I learnt that in recent weeks, Tide have set up a really useful hub dedicated to providing help and support for small businesses during the coronavirus outbreak, which you can find by heading to www.tide.co forward slash blog forward slash coronavirus, or by following the link in this episode show notes. From finding out how other businesses have overcome the paralysis to their industries in order to keep moving forward, what small businesses in Spain want all of us here in the UK to know about surviving the coronavirus, to some good old tips and tricks for working at home more productively. You can find all the latest news, updates and help dedicated specifically to small business owners there, which will update as the current climate evolves of course too. With so much noise out there at the moment, they've also provided digestible information on government support for business owners in the form of a really simple coronavirus government support eligibility checker bit of a mouthful I know but it's really useful and is void of all the fancy financial terminology that I don't know about you but I find so unbelievably confusing at times. Essentially it's a chatbot that asks you a few simple questions about your business and then it will direct you to the right support that's tailored to your business's needs. Basically it's a good one. You can find the link in the show notes below but I just want to say a huge huge thank you to Tide for their support and hope that you find the hub that they've set up as useful as I did. Anyway, back to today's episode. I have had a number of messages since launching this series from makeup artists, salon owners and hairstylists alike who have found themselves out of work since the UK went into lockdown. And today's guest, having earned the majority of her income through wedding makeup prior to March, can wholeheartedly relate. The lady in question being the simply stunning woman, both inside and out, that is Sasha Polari, a makeup artist, curve model and the founder of the Best You movement that is gaining well-deserved momentum on a daily basis by encouraging women all over the world to feel beautiful and confident with and without makeup on their faces. Yesterday morning, therefore, I started my day with a giant cup of coffee and a Zoom call with Sasha to find out what impact the coronavirus has had not just on her work, but her mindset towards work too in recent weeks, her advice for fellow makeup artists and anyone in the same position, and where her priorities lie right now to ensure that her brand keeps moving forward. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. So in terms of like technically my business and where my income comes from, um, it has been flipped on its head, (laughs) spun around a hundred times and thrown out the window. Like I'm effectively unemployed. (laughs) 
because the wedding industry was my main, I'd say my main source of income, I would say like substantially. Um, Modeling took off in November last year and in the last sort of, I'd say four weeks before lockdown, everything was like happening. So I was just on the cusp of this like becoming a thing and it being really busy and like constantly getting calls for work. And then it was like lockdown, can't shoot. And I was like, oh God, (laughs) I kind of had like so much hope for it. And I was really enjoying it. And I think over the, over the last couple of years, my, what I want to do in life has shifted slightly. And this has been like, this is my opportunity now to, to, to fully own that. And I love, so I love the wedding makeup and I, but what I love about wedding makeup is me having the power to make someone feel amazing. But unfortunately the wedding industry has just completely exploded into this thing that I don't really feel like I fit into anymore. You know, there's been so many times where I've been on a wedding morning and they've spoken about how they've been on a diet leading up to the wedding or, you know, they've cut out cheese for six months and, oh my God, I look disgusting. And that sort of chat isn't me and it's not what I want women to feel about themselves. If I had the opportunity to spend three years with a bride before they get married, that that's my ideal job. Like that would be amazing, but it's obviously not possible. So therefore just turning up on the day, like it's, over the last sort of year or so, I've realized that it isn't enough because I can't give enough. And I don't have any weddings now until maybe, hopefully, October. So it's it's kind of been wiped, basically. Um, and I'm at first it was obviously really scary because I was like, what am I gonna do? Like makeup, I love doing makeup on people. I love making people feel amazing. But equally, best you is also you know, that's my passion and that's like my baby now. So I just have to, I've had to take this time and I've been forced to take this time to work out how I'm going to do this basically because I have no other option. Mm. And what's that look like? You know, as the um, job started getting cancelled and the wedding started getting postponed and I'm so aware that yours is one of them as well. Like, which yeah. is, <laughs> so, sorry, but I, I one of my friends, um, as a side note, uh, uh, literally let us all know yesterday that they were postponing their wedding and they're going to do a little registry office thing. And I just think, you know, like, I, I can't imagine how, like, sad it must be, but it's a story to tell. And, like, in terms of the romantic bit of when it does get postponed and how yeah. special it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? I think this is one of the things that was, like, this huge wake-up call for me because, obviously, we're getting... Well, we were supposed to be getting married in Sicily this May and we've been planning it for, well... When I say planning, I am actually used as bride. We've not done a lot of planning, but <laughs> we've been engaged for two years. And when it we we were obviously making the decision about the wedding a lot sooner than maybe people in get married in the UK were because of Italy being in the situation that they are. So we knew pretty early on that this wasn't going to be happening. And the actual only stress and sadness came from me panicking about money people were going to lose. And that's what was just giving me sleepless nights. It wasn't the fact that we had to postpone the wedding like that. Honestly, hand on my heart doesn't bother me at all, especially as I've got no income till October like I'm not bothered about it I'll get married one day right now there are bigger things going on in the world and I think my reaction to having to postpone my wedding has been a wake-up call to me not fitting in the industry anymore because the whole of the wedding industry of like they're heartbroken for their couples and stuff and I'm not heartbroken like I'm heartbroken for people who can't be with loved ones who are dying in hospital I'm not heartbroken because I've had to postpone my wedding for a year so that's kind of like, it's been like the clarification for me on why it's not working anymore. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. That's, that's what I find. So from take out emotions from this, but looking just from like a business perspective, looking in this has been such a wake-up call for so many people and I find it really fascinating and how that's kind of like manifested in different ways and that's such an amazing example it's just giving you this like kind of slap around the face that you need to really focus on what what you're really genuinely passionate about which I love yeah so in terms of like actually day-to-day then before I kind of sidetracked with wedding talk you know what what are your days looking like at the moment? How are you filling your time? I know that you have been focusing so much on Best You. So what's that kind of look like? Yeah, so I think um, Best You is where my passion is. But obviously, as you know, it's like been like a side thing. So it doesn't technically bring in any money. And that's fine for now. But what I've been doing is whilst I've got no money coming in and I have no option for money to come in, I've thrown myself into screaming about Best You because. A, I feel like it's very much needed at the moment. The mm. things that I am hearing and seeing and reading about, you know, the way women are talking about themselves is, is heartbreaking. <laughs> and I've just, I've thrown myself into creating videos and doing tutorials and like, you know, just giving as much as I can in terms of Best You on my social media whilst I have the opportunity to do so. Because normally what's happening in my sort of like day-to-day life is I'm trying to run a business but fuel a passion that is where I want to go. And that's really difficult. Um, And now I feel like I've been given an opportunity to do that and to really push and to see if it's going to work. And the response has just been unbelievable. So hopefully it's all meant to be. (laughs) It it 100% is so. I'm such a firm believer in if you put the work in and you lay all that groundwork, it has to, no one can work as hard as you're working for it not to lead somewhere one day. And the thing is, is I always say this, you don't know, I think this is where it really separates who's in it for the right reasons, because you don't know when that's, I'm 100% 100% confident that best you is going to go where you want it to go and it's just oh. like being able to hold your nerve it could be tomorrow it could be five years down the line but it's going to happen and it's just like that waiting game isn't it yeah definitely and that's the thing as well like I've been so scared over the years of like probably so best you started in 2017 and I would say over the last two years I have been really sort of cautious about what content I put out there because oh does this mean I won't get wedding bookings now or does this mean someone will think you know oh she shouldn't be posting that whereas now and this is one thing I love generally about this situation people have become so brave and it's amazing to see and I have just kind of thrown myself into just not thinking about it not second guessing it but just doing what I want people to see on what what I want people to feel things like obviously as you're aware since this pandemic you go on Instagram in the morning and you've got to scroll sideways three times before you can skip the live workouts that are happening every day (laughs) And don't get me wrong, like exercise is a release for me, like it's amazing. But also I'm aware of how triggering that can be for someone sat at home who isn't capable of going out and running. They live in an industrial estate. They haven't got that space to run around. So I'm trying to put out all of those things that I feel so strongly about whilst I have the chance to do that, because I do think it's important. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, you know, this situation has triggered so many different things. So someone like you saying it's okay yeah to feel however you feel and it's okay to look like this and you don't have to be perfect all the time I mean I genuinely have found it so liberating like these chats where 
you just log on and have an interview and everyone's just sat in their slogs and no makeup. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. You know what's hilarious though? You know, like everyone's made this lockdown look like a fashionable thing. Well, I've been fashionable for 28 years because <laughs> let me tell you, I live in tracksuits and I always look like this. You said it. I love that. Um, I don't want to be, I mean, I've got to, I've got to do it for the sake of the interview, but playing devil's advocate, if you're not earning money, how are you getting by? Have you kind of applied for grants or like did any of the government things help you in any way? So um, first of all, I'm marrying an accountant, thank God. So when <laughs> I first met him, he really did, <laughs> he really did put like, he did change my complete outlook on money. So when I first met him, I was an absolute shambles and I would probably like just spend what I used to earn. Whereas now what happens is I make my wages for the month and then pay myself at the end of the month. So luckily, um, just due to having like quite a few modeling jobs come in just before and I I don't know how, like you never really know how you make money when you're self-employed, do you? Like it just kind of happens (laughs) when you just work. And I luckily had enough money. I think I've got like maybe 250 pounds left to my name. So I've managed, I think I would have managed six weeks being okay. And I think the thing is as well, you know, I'm not buying like new outfits on Topshop. I'm not buying new makeup. There's so many things that I could do if I had the money to buy that in to create the content, but I can't. But it's just about surviving. And then hopefully in June, I should get the self-employed, um, you know, when you get the, if it's like 80% of your earnings or something yeah, like that. Followed. Yeah, so I should hopefully get something come June time, which again, will just see me through until work starts picking up again. But that's what I'm, I'm seeing my social platform as like my surviving. But then when we come out of it, hopefully it will set me up for what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. To get the modeling jobs in and to get, you know, if I want to do a best you event this year, if it feels right with everything that's going on, you know, it's there, it's ready and I've put the work in. I honestly think people will be craving something like that, Sasha. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully. Definitely. In terms of, you know, given that you are, your platform is spreading all of this self-love, positivity, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes that um, burden, not burden, wrong word, what am I, there's a pressure there to make sure that you are looking after everyone else, right? Your audience, you're, you're giving so much love and putting it out there. How are you making sure that you're also looking after yourself throughout all of this? Like, what does self-care look like at the moment, given that none of us have really been in a situation like this before? Yeah, so I think one of the ways that, or maybe one of the reasons why my audience is so engaged is because I'm so honest with everything I put out on social media, probably too honest sometimes. Um, to the point where if I don't have anything to say that day, I won't say anything. If I'm sad that day, I maybe won't say anything that day because I also know that that will create millions of like, not millions, obviously, but like, you know, <laughs> loads of people messaging me saying, like, I hope you're okay. And, you know, and it's not that I don't want that, but it doesn't need to be done that day. So maybe I'll have just a day off, take that time for myself. And then the next day I'll say, look, yesterday wasn't great. Today's good. I've been for a run. Let's go. And I think. I think people appreciate that because it means that I'm not trying to do something or show up as somebody that I'm not. 100%. Um, and, you know, similar, like if I've been for a run, sometimes I'll document it, sometimes I won't. Uh, if I've done a workout, sometimes I'll film little bits of it, sometimes I won't. And it's just about, I think, showing people that it's okay to just feel exactly how you want to feel. If you have three days where you binge watch Netflix, just do it because after those three days, once you've binged, you'll probably be like, right, let's go for a walk today. Let's do something. Um, So it's just all about, I try and show up exactly as I am 
to then you know hopefully inspire people to do the same for themselves yeah it's so so true I do feel like um the, the first couple of weeks I felt really calm and it hit me about two weeks ago and I had two wobbles that week and um it was a case of just being like oh it's it's so it's just so normal you just gotta but I'm so yeah. used to just kind of getting on with things but yeah. those days I was just like yeah can't yeah definitely and I think one of the biggest like the most important things during this whole time is to just accept how you feel because you know our brains are working 100 miles an hour we're all in panic mode we're all stressed we're all worried so there's no point in trying to force yourself to do something that doesn't feel right um and you know I can guarantee you now if it didn't feel right for me to be putting stuff out on social media then I wouldn't be doing it because I physically can't you know promote about being yourself and promote about you know working on who you are more than what you look like if I don't feel like that myself yeah so um yeah but I've been running exercising eating cooking binge watching Sopranos you name it (laughs) (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do yeah (laughs) I'm literally like um I'm on the last season of Suits and I just I feel like the couple that I've wanted to get together since day one are finally together so I'm if it all went here, I'm happy. We're all good. <laughs> um, in terms of, you've kind of just touched on it a bit and it's kind of weaved its way in throughout this whole chat. But if you had any advice for specifically a makeup artists, I know you're kind of stepping away from that, but anyone with like a salon or um, makeup artists or hairdressers, you know, they're out of work right now. Um, what is your advice to them? What would you say to them? First of all, I probably haven't been clear enough. Like, I don't want to give up makeup. Doing makeup on other people is 100% what I want to be doing. But I just want to incorporate it more with Best You rather than sort of like weddings. My my advice is, first of all, just survive. Because as soon as this is over, you will have the biggest boom of like business. The first thing everyone's talking about doing is going to the hairdressers or going to have their eyebrows done. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we just have to... You know, it's not, I feel like there again, and it could be a problem with the social media thing as well. There's so much pressure to thrive during this pandemic. It, that's not what the pressure should be. It should, we just need to get by. Yeah. There are huge, devastating things going on at the moment. And, you know, how we look just isn't important right now. But when it's over, go and get your eyebrows done, go and have your nails done. And, and that's what will happen. There'll just be such a boom for the beauty industry. It will be amazing. And I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you 100% wholeheartedly deserve that boom. And the thing is, I was seeing your um, modeling taking off and you're just so damn good at it. Like put a camera in front of my face and I'm just, I just don't know what to do. And you're, yeah, no, you're- honestly, do you know what? That situation, there's no middle ground. You either sink and drown or you swim to survive. There's no in between. Like you're thrown in and that's it. So well, I've had no option. swimming. I'd be that one at the back that's like got the armbands on just, yeah. <laughs> right. um, and in terms of any other advice just in general, like um, for any founders listening or aspiring business owners? Um, I was, I mean, it's so difficult when you've spent however many years you have building up a business to have it literally flipped upside down. But I think with any situation, you have to just look at the positives. There are going to be positives in every single, you know, one of our situations you know for me personally I have no option to earn money right now so I've got to do something else but I'm also positive that when this is over I will earn money again and I will build my business back up in whatever way that looks like I will be able to do that and I think 
because we're all struggling together everybody needs to just remember that we're going to be okay and it, yeah. you know it will be fine so yeah just keep going survive just to do whatever you've got to do to get through love that thank you so much Sasha honestly that was really good no, thank you for having me thank you Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.